What's up and welcome to the Best Day of My Life Project, a podcast created to help you better enjoy the process and make the most out of each day. Join me as I share my own trials, tribulations, and discoveries to be happier, healthier, and more present. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Best Day of My Life Project. This is a new segment we're going to be doing every Friday, Fitness Fridays, is episode one, where I'm going to take you inside of my training and my diet. I often get a lot of questions. People ask what I do with this, what I do with that. So I thought it would be cool to just weekly take you inside and tell you what's working, what's not, what I'm working on, and what's you know what I see as a trainer and coaching people, like some some observations that are patterns that are that are things that aren't just with certain people, but are across the board consistent and something that you probably want to think about for yourself. So my goal is for these segments for you to walk away with perspective. Don't do what I do just because I do it, but think about what I do and think about how it, how what I've talked about, what I'm sharing, maybe could help you or, or maybe give you a better understanding. That's what it's all about because. The big mistake people make these days is like, oh, he's doing that, she's doing that, I'm going to do that. And then it's not, you and I are completely different, everybody is different, so it's about finding the right approach to you. And honestly, the biggest like secret to fitness and nutrition is becoming so self-aware of what you feel, what makes you feel a certain way, what works for you, and continually tweaking that, consistently working out, consistently changing your diet time in and time again it doesn't end <laughs> you might be, do, be doing keto now just know that's not gonna be permanent it might be mac it doesn't matter what you're doing now what matters is that you're making effort to be better and know that it's always going to evolve so that is something that i think is really important anyway we're going to start it off with a quote from the man himself which is the man arnold schwarzenegger so the quote goes something like this the last three or four weeks sorry the last three or four reps is what makes the muscle grow the area of pain divides a champion from someone who is not a champion. This area of pain divides a champion from someone who is not a champion. I love that quote. And, you know, the, the great thing about, see, I think we, we, when we think about fitness, we have this exaggerated look about it where it's like no pain, no gain. In fact, I was watching a West Side documentary, uh, West Side Barbell, which, you know, they've broken, you know, they probably have the most amount of world records of the strongest people in the world than any other gym in the world. And, um, but that said, I mean, the shit that they do is like outrageous. Like people, like what they worked, what they trained through, you know, obviously there's drugs involved as well in terms of, you know, steroids. Um, and they, they have a lot and they're, they're smart, not just meatheads who are juiced up. Like they're, Louis Simmons is, has, you know, led the way for a lot of what's happening in fitness these days. That said, when we think about training, it's we often think no pain, no gain. We have to bleed out of our nose and deal through the injuries. And, and that's not how it should be either. And so the way I interpret this quote, and this is something I've learned because I used to be that meathead. Like I'll never forget we were uh, every year for football back in high school. Our coach would have us test out of our max lifts before the season. And for whatever reason, he would have us do the highest we would test out on squat was 225. Now, I don't know where you're at with your squat, and I'm not like a, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not like the best squatter in the world, but that's not a whole lot of weight, you know, in terms of testing on it. So we, were, some of us were doing like 225, 30 times, 30 plus times. Our form was so horrendous because we were just trying to get those reps up. 
It's scary, right? I've come a long way since those days. When I think about no pain, no gain, really the, the greatest gift that we can get from that quote is to know that you got to push yourself outside your comfort zone. And your comfort zone is relative and it's subjective each and every day to what's going on in your life. Some days you're going to feel amazing. And in those days, you can go 110% and just give it everything. But on some days, you're, you know, you're pushing might just be showing up to work out and whatever happens, happens. Like let the rest be a bonus. So think of it like that. Think about just doing more than you want to do on any given day in terms of intensity. So some tips and tricks that have been working for me this week. So I am going on, so I've done, let's see, it's been 10 days. So I've done, did yoga t- eight of the last 10 days. And the reason why I'm really on a yoga kick right now, and I will be probably for the next several weeks, is because I was really, like I, for years, focused on just metabolic and then metabolic and strain training. And I really focused on strain training over this last year and a half. And it's been good, but it's also, you know, it's gotten to a point where I developed some muscle compensations and you know these it's it's something that needs to be addressed and so I want to get my body back in alignment and focus on that and then I'm going to be start integrating <clears throat> more metabolic training short intense workouts into uh into my my regimen coming up um, but for right now, the yoga is also helping just me calm down more, you know, rather than go, 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 go. And there's some lessons that I've taken away from it um, as well that uh, I'm going to share. I think they apply to you and they also apply, like it's fitness, it's life, it's, it's, it's everything. So, um, you know, with yoga, a few things. One, one thing that's been working for me, and this, this you don't have to do yoga for, is the connection with my feet into the ground and appropriate reception which basically means like being able to balance and like quickly be able to react from your brain to your muscles to, to stabilize and to perform movement you know i wear barefoot shoes often i change i otherwise i'm in minimal shoot minimalist shoes and and even with that i i one thing i've noticed is like doing movements like squats on a single leg barefoot or even bending motion uh sorry some sort of like hinge motion barefoot has really challenged my you know my proper reception and i just made me think about like a lot of clients that i see like are wearing heels all day and then are wearing thick shoes to train which is very like look i'm not saying everybody should wear barefoot shoes but you want to be barefoot more often at least walk around your house barefoot as much as you can i would not wear heels <laughs> as much as you can avoid it get flats and that's going to help a lot but also, take a look at your training shoe. Like, I used to love Joe Montana. He's a legend until Tom Brady came around. Tom Brady's just like, wait, you did what? I'm just better. But t- Joe Montana was a badass, let's face it. But I lost a lot of respect for Joe Montana when he did those damn shape-up commercials. Like, dude, you need you don't need that money. You got the money. Shape-ups are the worst shoe you could ever wear. And now there's a lot of offshoots of them with this crazy curvature and like super thick platform. And I get that they're more comfortable. They're 100% going to be more comfortable. But what you have to think about is your body's ability, your, your feet connecting with the earth is what your joints and your muscles need. The more you pad your foot from the floor, the less nerves and muscles your feet use. And that translates all the way up to your body. So that then affects your ankles, your knees, your hips, 
and it can cause some serious damage. So I want you guys to keep in mind in that. Another thing I recognize in myself is I always figured I had like decent hip mobility and, and stability, but I think that's part. And so uh, let me back up. When I say take, you know, uh, stop training, you know, doing heavy strength training for a bit, I was also starting to experience some knee issues. And so I'm, I, now I'm in this stage of like figuring out what's going on. And, and so I figured I'm just going to, you know, I don't want to put too much stress on it right now. So I'm going to stay away from that. Uh, but I think what might be going on, I'd be working with a friend of mine to, to figure it out, is my hip stability, which sounds silly because I feel like I had good stable hips, but there's multiple levels, there's different angles, and there's more going on than meets the eye. And so one thing in yoga, for instance, and you can, and just in life, if you stand up and you're balancing, right? Off, or especially if you grab your opposite foot, a lot of us are going to have a tendency to sway our hips. And that was my tendency. And so just looking in a mirror, I'm like, all right, so I'm really just focused on squeezing my stomach, squeezing my butt, keeping my hip shoulders stacked. And this is not just with single leg balance. This is with, you know, brushing your teeth, standing there, you know, talking to somebody. Watch how your hips are swaying. Because that the more we do that, the less stable our hips are going to be. So start when you can. Stand up tall, squeeze your butt. Literally squeeze your butt. And, uh, you know, some other things. I, I've been doing a lot of Bikram yoga. I love heat. I, you know, I used to, I, I haven't done Bikram in probably six or so years, but um, I love the heat. Like, the heat is good. I never loved the repeated postures, but I'm starting to learn why it's been working for me recently is because it's exactly what I need in the sense that it's the same slow paced stuff over and over and over. And I noticed that I get really fidgety. You know, I'm always like, whether it's in Savasana, like I'm wiggling my feet or moving my arms, like even a stretch or like to do whatever. And that's what I need to be able to control to be more still. And in these postures and poses, I realized that like there's, you can do something. Like what I'm really recognizing is that in, in, when like I do typical fitness, like I have a pretty good mind-muscle connection. I don't have that in yoga. And so, you know, th what this has helped me do because Bikram is so slow and, and the cues have been really good about certain, what you're trying to do and really control and, and reach and get as most much as you can and contract and lengthen as much as you can for each every single pose. And when, you, when I focus just on that, it helps me be more present and stay in a moment. And so I would pass it on to you. In your workouts, you should be focused on exactly what you're doing and trying to get the most out of that. It's really hard. It's like So, you know, there's nothing worse than when you're trying to train and your mind is just elsewhere, right? So think about it as, okay, this is super hard. What if I just focused on, because your mind's going to tell you it's hard and it's going to try to distract you or get you to lessen your intensity. But if we can combat that and be like, no, I like, I'm actually this. I I love this suffering. Suffering is good. This is what I want. I'm, how can I get better at? It? I'm gonna focus so hard that I'm gonna do even one percent better just by having more of a focus, squeezing harder, focusing on squeezing my abs, focusing on keeping my glutes tight so my hips stay in line. If you can start to think of it in terms of that, you will get more out of whatever it is, whatever form of fitness you are doing. The other thing that I like about yoga that's show, uh, that taught me this in a physical presence, and I've, I've learned about it in studying philosophy and, and Buddhism, but in a physical presence in yoga is letting go. Letting go of what all the, like, I've been doing a noon class. 
Well, noon's the middle of snap, snap dab, middle of the day. I have a laundry list of things I have to do. Letting go of that not everything's going to get done, A, and B, this is for me. This time is for me. And then getting into the work, the, the yoga itself, like not being able to do a certain pose. Like I used to try to force it, struggle with it, do it wrong, and then get pissed off. <laughs> like that, that's like my MO a lot of times. And what this has helped me understand and really focus on is like, I'm going to do my best. And when I fall, I'm just going to get back up. I heard, uh, who said this quote? Uh, I don't want to, I think I knew who it was. I was listening to a podcast interview, but I don't want to guess because it might not be that person. Anyway, it was like, you want to think of life like walking on a tip, uh, not tip line, a, um, oh man, now I'm really butchering this. Um, you know, the, you know the, the, the big ropes, not ropes, but the uh, the tip tiptoe across the really thin ropes between buildings. People, if you could only talk to me in real time and give me this answer, uh, it's on the top of my tightrope. Tightrope, people. Oh man, that was almost a uh, for those of the fat melting radio podcast listeners. That was almost an egg McMuffin moment that we had. But uh, tightrope. So, so now that I completely butchered the quote, let me step back and say it again. Life is like walking on a tightrope. You always want to look up and never look down. Because if you look up, you're going to progress. If you look down, you're going to fall. And so when you do fall, just look back up. Because if you look, if you fall and you just look down, how can you get back up? You can't. To look up, you have to get up. And so I think about that in yoga and I'm falling out of a posture. Or you know, in fitness even when I'm going, you know, recently with strength training, like I would... I would be almost fully up in the deadlift and I would I there's been times where I would give that extra pull and I would almost tear my freaking peck. And I'm like, asshole, what are you doing? I'm like, no, don't do that. It's not worth it. And now I'm like starting to get like it's not there. It's okay. Let go. Let go of that that didn't happen the way I wanted it to, but maybe I don't need it to happen, if that makes sense. Like I didn't want it to that, but that's is that like it, the fact that I didn't want it to is that that I truly, like, in my heart of heart, in my being, like, it's so important to me that I had to have it go a certain way? Or was it my ego? See, we all have the ego inside of us. Even people who say they don't have self-confidence, you still have an ego. And that ego is not our best friend. It tries to protect us, but it will also compare us about against ourselves, about what we should have done better, and against others, about what they're doing that we're not. So start being aware of that and let go when things don't go, quote unquote, as they should. And these little mini lessons, if you can start to apply them into your physical, it's like you're exercising your mind. That's one of the beautiful things about fitness is that it's it's the ultimate metaphor for life, about it being a process, about getting outside your comfort zone, about doing the things you don't want to do. Like all of, like You can go on forever, but all of it can really help us live a better life. I know for me personally, fitness is what gave me confidence from the outside in. If it wasn't for fitness, I wouldn't I don't know where I would be quite honestly. I'd probably be in this dead end job that I hated, miserable, and I don't know. I, I can't I honestly can't even think about it. And so that's what it's done for me. And it's, it's just, I can't say enough about it. And I know it can do the same thing for you. And, and I can continue to build on it just as you can continue to build on it. Now, inside nutrition, a few things that I, I've been doing. Um, I've been getting some smoked salmon 
Now you got to be careful. Make sure you read the labels. Like Trader Joe's, for instance, has two or three smoked salmon, whereas like one's farm raised. So you have to really look to see if it's farm raised versus actually wild, and if there's anything else in the salmon. Now, smoked salmon is going to generally have a higher sodium intake. Don't let that scare you so much. If you're cooking a lot of your meals, it's not going to matter as much. You know, I think like salmon, smoked salmon is like thirty to forty percent. You know, uh, milligrams of your, of your total or of what the total typical American diet should be. Which, again, typical American diet, they're eating it. You know, they're eating a shit ton of uh, of bad salt throughout the day. I'm intentionally using sea salt, but not in in a way that the smoked salmon is going to affect it. If that makes sense. But it's a great fat source, amazing protein source, and it's done for you. I've also been doing a lot of Greek yogurt. This was my jam. Greek yogurt, I used to, you know, my early 20s, I would cross Greek yogurt. <laughs> I was a Greek yogurt addict. And then I just stopped. I mean, when I stopped lactose, I sort of did all things associated with it. And I just never really looked back until recently. And it's been great for me. I, I've, been, I've been evolving from... Uh, more of a macros diet with with like with a spread of carbohydrates, which was a macros diet where I was carb rotating. I was rotating my carbs uh, accordingly for my training and through my schedule. And now I'm doing more of a um, higher fat, not keto, higher fat, higher protein diet, and, and a lot of fruit and then vegetables. So in that, the yogurt has really helped replace the oats that I was having. Uh, just a great snack. I'll put pecans in it, chocolate protein. So plain yogurt, chocolate protein, pecans, frozen mixed berries. Dude, are you freaking kidding me? Tell me that's not amazing. Like it will be any freaking ice cream and so much better for you. I use Trader Joe's Greek yogurt. Uh, I like Chobani as well as a good brand. Now they are. Now they finally use grade A. Before they weren't using grade A. But um I think Faye would be the preference over Chobani, um, but nonetheless, I would stay away from a lot of Danan products. And you want your Greek yogurt to almost look like sour cream, and if it doesn't, then it's it's overly processed. Also, applesauce, dude, applesauce, come on, like it's a great. great uh, you want it to be just applesauce, get organic, and if you need that little sweet something or other, and it's just you know. You can't only eat so much applesauce, right? Like you can't OD on applesauce just because for your flavor-wise, you just you can only have so much, and it's you're getting minimal calories. There's minimal damage there, right? So that's been working great. And now in the training world, some things that I've noticed from clients that are really like on top of mind for me is over lumbar extension and posture. And what I mean by that is like really hyperextending the back. When performing movements, whether it's a standing movement or a plank, like a vertical movement, uh, or sorry, a horizontal movement like a plank, what that means in in terms of a plank is like a really big arch in your back. Same thing when standing up. So what I encourage you this week is pay attention when you're in a plank position or when you're in a standing position to bring your ribs down. Now you don't want your shoulders to just roll forward, but you want to bring your ribs down. Really stack your hips, squeeze your butt. And again, standing or plank, but think about pulling those ribs down, which leads me into another tendency that I've been seeing is people will, will, will oftentimes trade off their form for speed. So doing a movement as fast as you can instead of focusing on the form because fast as you can, like it gives you the illusion that you're doing a good thing. 
However, it's actually worse for you because you're not getting as much form. See, it just goes back to the suffering thing. When you're going as fast as you can, you can't. It's it's you're going so fast that you can't really think about what you're doing, and so it's easier because you're not feeling, you're not working the muscles as much, and you're not feeling the muscles as much. And the, the perfect example is something like a low plank tap out, where you're in a plank and you're reaching out, tapping, you know, the wall in front of you or the floor in front of you. Typically, people will will t like just roll their shoulders, roll their hips, tapping out fast. But that's so much easier than slowing down, reaching out, tapping, really focus on keeping your hips, shoulders, square, ribs tucked, and then switching hands. So I want you to really think about that today is, is whatever you're doing over this next week, you know, how can you slow it down and focus on getting tight through your stomach, through your hips, right, squeezing your butt, and then whatever movement you're doing, feeling that movement, feeling the intention of that movement. So, guys, this has been fun. I love the talk shop. I would love to hear your feedback from you. Guys, if you haven't yet and you are enjoying the podcast, it really does mean a lot if you can just take a minute to give me a review. It helps spread the word about what we're doing here. If it, and if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe. And also, I'm on the website. I'm on my website, JoeCarabasi.com, which is still in, uh, let's just say, progress. But I'm going to put a link for you guys to access voice questions where you can literally ask a question. And if you get chosen for that question, I'm gonna hook you up with a nice, sick tank top. So that's at joecarabasi.com. So guys, make sure to review us, five stars, subscribe if you haven't, and then go to joecarabasi.com under podcast, submit your question, and you could be chosen for next week. All right, guys, have a great day. We'll see you next week. Now you know what time it is. Go out there and make the best out of today. One of the ways you can do that is by inspiring others. Share this podcast with a friend, family member, coworker, shoot, cool stranger, whoever you think could benefit. And if you haven't yet, go to iTunes to rate and review this podcast so we can continue to learn from feedback and add more value to your life.